your body is made in God's image. And since it's made in God's image, it cannot lie. It has to de declare the truth. So let's just take, for example, um, I'll, I'll use a real-life example that I've got permission to use. Um, I was working with a woman who her left eye was drooping really bad. She couldn't see through it, and it hadn't cried in about eight months, if my memory serves me. And she came to one of my retreats, and I asked her openly in a group, would you be okay if I told, told you what this is? Now, everybody wants me to tell, look at this and tell me that, and what does this mean? Until I start telling them because it can divulge their heart, and it can expose what's inside of them. Why? Because everything is revealing that which you can't see, according to Romans 1 and 20. So I told her, I said, you have some father issues. I said, now I won't tell the whole room what your father issues are. I'll save that for a private session. I said, but unless these father issues are dealt with, this will not go away. It'll keep possibly even getting worse. Well, I didn't know it until later she shared with me that she actually had cancer in the eye. And MD Anderson wanted to remove the entire eyeball. The cancer was wrapped around her tear duct. That's why she couldn't cry for eight months. So I said, before you go to MD Anderson and have your eyeball removed, please come see me. She said, well, I told him I didn't want my eyeball removed. I said, good, because neither do I. I want your eye saved, and I want you to see, and I want you to look normal again and all that because her eye was dropping real heavy and all that. Um, so I, she comes to the house. I work with her on father issues. Now, when I talk about father issues, I talk about immediate father, generational fathers like grandfathers, and daddy God, father God. Because father God is not just father, it's father and mother. God created Adam, male and female created he them. And we haven't even broke the ice on discussing mother God. People think you're talking about the earth. No, I'm not. And if, if mother or God manifest in the earth as a form so we can understand God, then I'm okay with that. But I know the earth is not my mom, so to speak. I know that the Holy Spirit is the inside female receiver part of God that receives from Father, that then gives back to Father, children, revelation to us, nurturing to us, compassion to us. That's how we manifest the love of God is through the Holy Spirit. So, when I deal with someone, I don't just deal with their earthly daddy. I do, but I bring it all the way to they deal with their relationship with Heavenly Father. And the reason I start with their earthly daddy is because when we're little bitty, we see God through the eyes of what our parents are like because they're an image of that. So if our relationship with earthly daddy is good or the better that it is, the better our relationship with heavenly father is, but it's still at best, it's only going to look like Adam and Eve. And they didn't walk with God anymore, did they? So we're not going to walk with God. And our relationship with God is even at its best, it's going to be, well, I'm good or I'm going to be good so God will love me. And that's not how God is. No more than we, we don't love our children just because they're good or when they're good. We love them always. But the, the brain is easily deceived. How is it deceived? It's deceived by the eyes and the ears. Just like your eyes are deceived in thinking this is green. See, it's not it's a lie. It's just it's being fed darkness. It's being fed an, a part, an absence. Otherwise, this would just look white. 
or it would look dark, black. If it's giving you all light at the same time, it'd look white. If it's giving you no light, it looks black. So that's how we're easily deceived. So when I go into your emotions and you've, you're suffering any kind of illness like this woman with the eye, I'm going to go in the place that the body's crying out the loudest for most help. Well, her body was crying out with a, with a tumor in the eye. Now imagine having your eyeball taken out and your eyelids sewn shut. Wouldn't that be horrible as a woman or a man, anybody? Your appearance, now you can't see, your perception's only half, uh, it can't cry. I'm, I'm sure you're going to have nerves trying to grow back to that eyeball and it can't find it, so you have sharp shooting pains. Wouldn't be a good thing. So I deal with her issues. She goes to MD Anderson. She has a PET scan. They have told her already that this eyeball cancer is a secondary cancer. It wasn't. They couldn't find cancer anywhere else in her body. Now, if it was there, it was gone. Why? Because her body can't lie. And when we dealt with any bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, or confusion, or fear from that little girl, it was gone. So guess what? The cancer had to leave the body. Not only did she not have cancer anywhere else in her body, but the cancer that was in the tumor was, was reverting and dying and not growing anymore. It was going backwards. It was starting to just become scar tissue. Wow. When just a few weeks ago they wanted to take the whole eyeball? So they take the tumor, and as a precaution, they take the, the eye uh, tear duct out because it's all rooted and intertwined. Now what, think about that. The tears are an expression of your heart. So a woman cries when? Whenever. Joyful, sad, angry, confused. Anytime we feel overwhelmed with any emotion whatsoever, the tear duct's going to cry. So that part of her had been twisted and cut off through the confusion that that little girl went through as she grew up about the love of the father or the lack thereof. So when Amdi Anderson took that part out, she came back to see me and she brought a friend with her. And she brought the friend so the friend could get healing. That woman cried with her friend and her eyeball that didn't have a tear duct cried. That's a miracle. It shouldn't have been able to produce a tear, much less let go of one. These women came back to me again. And the tumor's gone, the tear duct's gone, and she's in the healing stage. So now, because all the nerves that have been cut during the surgery, she's got a lot of numbness, but she's starting to get feelings back. Well, what do we do when we shut off our heart? We lose our feelings. Well, when you lose your feelings here, you're going to lose your feelings somewhere else. Some people manifest in multiple sclerosis. Some people manifest in Lou Gehrig's. Some people manifest in palsy. Some people manifest in legs that don't work. Some people manifest their arms get cut off because they're so cut off, they have to lose the body part. Why? Because whatever is declared in the heavens, where did God say the kingdom of heaven is? Inside of me. So if it's declared in the heaven, the Bible says in Psalm 19.1, the earth must manifest it. That's that clear. Now you, you read that before and you think, oh, well, heavens declare God's glory and it just shows up in the beauty in the earth. And that's true. But it also shows up when we don't know that we're loved and we believe that we're not loved, right? So that's what's going on. 
in our bodies, God's not punishing us. God's not teaching us a lesson. God's not mean. The devil's not getting us. The devil's not attacking us. No, our bodies are so powerful and made in the image of God that what happens is whatever you believe, you shall have. So she believed that she wasn't loved and therefore she had to shut down her heart and her tears had to dry up and she had to get numb. And guess what? A tumor formed behind her eye, shut down her tear duct, and she couldn't see that her father loved her and she was losing her eyesight and all of that and about to lose her eyeball. And when all that began to heal, the numbness manifested. Why? Because she could see how numb she was. But now it's starting to itch and nerves are starting to grow back. And it might take her about 12 months or so. I don't know. I pray that it comes back real fast. And I worked with her yesterday. But as the nerve endings begin to grow, two things are happening. One end that's in the back of the brain where the, she's not cut on the opposite side or the far side, the past side from the eyeball, further away from the eyeball, that nerve is calling out, hey, where are you? And it, so that's a, that's, a, that's a wave, it's a frequency that shoots out in the form of neuro, neurology or her, um, her neurological system. The frequency part of the body that communicates through frequency is saying, hey, eyeball, hey, eyelid, we used to be connected. Can we get connected again? And it shoots back a little or nothing. Why? Because it's the wounded part, you see? And so it just calls out and it'll call back, you know, call out and it'll call back. So I told her, I said, stimulate the eyeball, rub it, just scratch or itch. Give something, even if it's not feeling, imagine that it could feel because the brain doesn't know any difference. So just imagine your eyeball opening. Imagine your eyelid uh, going back and forth. Imagine blinking. Imagine lifting your eye. Why? Because your brain can't tell the difference between an imagination or the, the fact. How do I know that's true? I know that's true through science, but I also know that it's true because the Bible says, if you've done it in your heart, he was specifically talking about sin, You've already done it. See that? And so that's tr if it's true for sin and murder and lying and cheating, how much greater is it true for love, forgiveness, and unity and healing? It's just as true. Love is stronger than the grave. Light is stronger than death. Um, giving is is stronger or more manifested than absence. Okay, so that's what it's talking about. So when we go into a person's heart and memory and we resurrect the site and we remove the tumor, so what's a tumor? Anything that that little girl piled up into a pile in her memory, it's called a monument in the Bible, any, any memory that she scooped into a pile that she couldn't understand, to understand why this happened. Now, let me back up too. This woman that I'm talking about, she was the apple of her daddy's eye. He doted over her. He loved her. He was not a bad dad. But there were some things that happened in her life that she couldn't figure out. Like, if dad loves me this way and I'm the apple of his eye, why did these things happen? So that's the tumor. The tumor is, I'm confused. I don't know what to do with this dirty pile of clothes. So I'm just going to pile them up in a pile. They're a little bit muddy, dusty, don't smell right. They don't fit love, so I'm just going to scoop them up. 
That's what becomes cancerous. That's what happens. Well, the nerve endings in the body that have been cut now, they've got to heal. And it might, like I said, it might take a few months. It might take up to 12 months for them to heal. But they can heal. Why? Because the frequency is always calling out. The brain is so powerful that if a part of the brain is damaged, another part can take over and recreate whatever was lost. That's how awesome the brain is. So when I worked with this woman, even recently when she came back to see me and her and her friend actually came back for other areas of healing, her eyeball cried again. Now this is a woman who just, uh, that was in October, we're in July. October was when I met her. She had surgery, I believe, in December. So from December, maybe even January, I can't remember. But, but she had surgery then. A tear duct completely gone, and now not even a year later, she's still crying without a tear duct? How is that possible? It's possible because her heart can cry again. Her, her eternal spiritual heart and her eternal <clears throat> spiritual eyes can weep and feel, and the emotions are back. And because they're back and because they're whole, that her body now has to tell that truth. If it told the truth of the lies, and it told the truth of the cancer, and it told the truth of the, uh, the tear duct being shut down, and that's darkness, how much greater does it have to declare the light? It has to. It cannot keep the truth from manifesting. Why? Because that which is mortal my skin, my body, cannot hold back immortality. That means darkness cannot hold back light. And that's why we manifest these things, whether they be manifesting that we believed a lie because we have truthful facts in our life that made us believe those things, or whether they finally believe the truth. And what I have found to be true is when I see healing take place in a body, it's because the person goes into their heart, deals with these things. Once they deal with them and their heart heals, their bodies begin to line up. Sometimes instantly, like that. <clears throat> Other times, over a period of time. And so, I've also found it to be true. I've seen people heal, not deal with their issues, and then die. Because healing doesn't mean the issue's not there. <clears throat> Sometimes healing is instant because it's a, um, it, it's a manifestation of the frequency that's in the room. It's no different than if I was to put boiling water or put water on a stove, turn the fire on. It doesn't take long for the frequency of the heat to change the water into mist, does it? Well, if the frequency in the room between two people that are being ministered to or receiving from God is at a heightened state of frequency, like a heightened state of fire or you know, heat, it'll manifest pretty fast. If it's slow frequency, it just manifests slower. But that, that's seen from water to ice and ice back to water and then water to vapor. And as the water, the faster it moves, you can see the water begin to actually boil. It's always moving. You just don't know it because your eyes can't perceive it. So what we'll do for you is we're going to go and um, I'll, I'll put my hands on you and I'll anoint you with oil. So why do I anoint you with oil? Because oil is a conductor of energy. But oil doesn't just conduct energy. It also has ligands in it, chemical ligands, just like blood, just like what comes through your hypothalamus in your brain. 
and they will actually act exactly like they take on the characteristics of what your brain would produce if it wasn't shutting down. Well, how do we know it's shutting down? Because the ailments in your body tell me that. So if I put the oil on my hands and I put the oil on your body and I connect with you, it's similar to like having a skin transplant. If I cut, if you had burned yourself and they take the skin off and they, and I donated my skin to you and I put that on your body, couldn't my skin then communicate with your body as soon as it accepted it? Yeah. So that's not like freaky or new age, is it? It's just skin transplant. Well, it's sim I don't have to cut my skin off for my skin to hear your body talk through ligands and frequency. That's why Jesus laid his hands on people. It wasn't like some magical, let me wave my wand and heal you. No, he was listening with his skin, just like if I was to put a warm patch a warm heat pad on your skin, you would perceive the heat. It's the same thing. I'm just going to put my hands on you and I'm going to perceive your ligands and your frequency and it's going to communicate with my skin and my skin's going to interpret through my emotions, through my gut, and it's going to give my brain information. Sometimes I actually can see things, some of your memory. That sounds weird, but it happens. And I don't always get that, but sometimes I can. But I will see whatever your body needs in that moment. That, and I won't say it unless I hear the Father say it. And I won't do it unless I see the Father do it. And whatever I see and whatever I hear, that's what I'll do. Why? That's what Jesus did. And that's what he taught me to do. So when I lay my hands on you, I'm not just doing it for some weird or because I, and not even just to be obedient. I understand now, why God told me to do that. So when the oils go on my hands and I put my hands on your body, I'm listening, I'm waiting. And whatever your body is ready and able to handle, it will ask me for help. It'll say something like, I feel alone, help me. Or I feel ashamed. Or I feel abandoned. Or whatever the feelings are. And when I deal with those and your heart begins to heal, guess what happens to your body? Mm -hmm. It begins to heal. Why? Because it can't lie. It has to tell me the truth. So your body is actually your friend when it manifests this way because it refuses to leave the real you, your heart, in demise. It's assisting you. Because why? Your body's a giver. It's, it's the giver part of you. It feeds you. It brushes your hair. It takes something out of your eye. It covers you up with clothes. It's your giver. It's your helper. And what is it going to help? The inside part of you, which is the Eve part. And God wants to restore the Eve part to you because that's where the kingdom of God is and that's where healing is. And Jesus said, I didn't come for those who were well. I came for those who were sick. It's okay, you guys on podcast. Follow me. Get people to share me, comment, like, and help me spread the message.